What's up, people? It's your boy D Raw coming to you with another episode of The Houston Sports Connoisseurs. Hey, don't forget to seek, listen, and learn to be a sports connoisseur just like me, your boy D Raw the Connoisseur. I got Corey on here with me today, people. Hey, glad to be back. How everything been, man? Man, shit, you know. Hey. You know how life is. All right, no, hey, last time I was here. My Jaguars on top of the world. I come back now. We in a three-week time for first place, man. We going downhill. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Hey, you know, y'all cheated us. You know. Oh, man, here you go with the we. We didn't cheat, bro. The refs just looked in our favor that one good time. We didn't make no advantage out of it. We eight and six just like y'all now. You know, you know, all that cheating just caught up with y'all. But it's, it's cool, you know. But, hey, today, people, uh... Me and Corey, we're going to actually be talking about college football, um, talking about the, the realignments that has happened around college football from the SEC, uh, Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10, and then possibly what could possibly be happening uh, with the ACC and where that could actually be going as well. And there's been some crazy times in college. College like that ex-girlfriend that just don't want to let it go, man. Or she end up probably trying to get with your best friend or something. She's like, oh, we're not good right here, but we'll be better over there. Don't worry. <laughs> that, that's exactly what Colorado did. Colorado's like, man, we trash in the Pac-12. Let's go to the Big 12. We're going to be good now. Well, you know what? Not only Colorado, but even Colorado little friends, you know, the groupies that, that hung out with Colorado. Uh, Arizona State, Arizona, Utah was, was the, the biggest groupie of them all, you know. Uh, that came from the pick twelve, the Pac twelve, uh, and then BYU. You know they was independent, which joined the league this year. And you had U of H, um, and Cincinnati and UCF. So right there, that's sixteen teams. You know that's competitively going to be playing in twenty twenty four in the Big Twelve, um, and there may be more to come. But right now, you just look at. Um, the other teams, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, uh, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, and West Virginia. Um, I think this is a, a, a really good conference. I think it's going to be overlooked because when we talk about the Big Ten, the SEC, you know, I think a lot of these schools, people may consider not to be major schools or they might say they like middle tier. Yeah. I, I feel like no like don't get me wrong, this it's no shot in any of the schools that's in the Big Twelve as a whole. Because I feel like TCU, Colorado, Utah, U of H, those are still excellent programs to be a part of. Even though even Oklahoma State, these are excellent programs, but when you consider teams in the SEC, teams that's in the Big Ten that's constantly in the playoff picture, always making a playoff push, mm-hmm. then that kind of just pushes all the teams in the Big 12 down a notch. And that's the only reason why we're saying that. Because, you know, when you look at it, can these schools compete with Georgia, Alabama, on a, on a, you know, on a yearly basis? Yeah. I don't really think they can. Now, I feel like some of these schools probably could, like, you know, give them a run. But can they actually beat them? That is yet to be seen. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because when you look at, like, college football, I would say the last five years, some of these schools have been the most relevant. And the schools that actually left the Big 12 
with the exception of uh Oklahoma, yeah. Texas ain't been relevant, bro. You know what I'm saying? They ain't they ain't been relevant since what? The time they probably what 2012 when they made it to the national championship. Oh, was it Kobe McCoy? Yeah, I think that was 2012 or something like that, right? And Mike. Damn, it's, wait a minute, it's been that long. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So let, let me let me let me make sure. Has a team from the Big Twelve been to the playoffs? Has Oklahoma ever been to the playoffs? Uh, Oklahoma has. Mm, I feel like they have with Jalen. I believe they have. I want to say they have, uh, they, but they but Texas never been to the, not, not Texas, the playoffs. Texas they they played in the national championship game. But they've never played in the playoffs, right? Or is this their first year actually Texas playing? Texas has it? never played in the playoffs. Oh, so this is their first time ever. Ever, yeah. Oh wow! And TCU, you know, that was just in the national championship. Yeah, that, well, I don't even want to talk about that. I blocked that shit out of my. Memory. You know, I blocked that shit it, out. It's, it's hard to talk about, but. I mean, they was there, and and that's, that's no, the, they weren't there. <laughs> they weren't there. They they hey, they got there. Let's say that. yeah, they got there. They, they didn't show there. up for the game, but they got there. You know, but uh, Oklahoma, yeah, I believe they've been in the playoff, but they didn't do good. Um, they did better than TCU did in the national championship, but hey, cool, cool. Oklahoma never made it to the national championship. Um, I know Oklahoma State almost got in, I think, but they had got upset. Because I'm trying to see how. Oh, Kansas State. I believe. Did Kansas State make it? Hell, they ain't never made the playoffs. Oh, well, they was close. They was close. They was close. But, I mean, my whole point is, bro, when we look at the Big 12 and we look at the former teams, or not former, current, current former teams before the alignment, um, a lot of those teams are still in the Big 12 that was actually running the conference. You know, TCU, Oklahoma State, Baylor. I mean, Baylor fell off now, but, you know, um, Texas Tech, you you never know what you're going to get out of them. They'll upset anybody. Um, you know, Kansas State has been pretty pretty re- relevant um, these last four years, I would say, most definitely. You know, it's a lot of good teams. Then you add Cincinnati in there that – that just came off, you know, two real, real good seasons of football. I know they had a down season uh, this year, but they added a lot of good football to me in this in this conference. Um, and with the, the Pac-12 teams coming in, like Utah, Utah has been real good. I mean, yeah. they've been running the Pac-12. <laughs> USC ain't been relevant. That's another team. So, like, we hype up these, these schools, you know, like USC and uh, Oregon and Washington and things like that. But... A lot of the schools that they left behind, you know, was the schools that was dogging them. And I think I feel like part of that is is because of that because USC kind of lost their relevancy, you know, to me, to be yeah. honest. And I thought Lincoln Riley was gonna be able to pick it back up for him, but it still hadn't worked out. Now, answer this question for me because I've always wanted to know this: when schools realign themselves with other conferences, is it more for revenue purposes or is it more just for exposure? To like for them to be seen more on a bigger scale. I think like for this realignment purpose, like it depends on the school. Like U of H is for exposure and uh, what was the other one you said? Like monetary value or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's for it's for both like exposure and monetary value. Any of those those schools, uh, U of H, UCF, uh, Cincinnati. Those all exposure and monetary value, but we all—I mean, everybody around the nation know about those schools, but now they really, really yeah, know about them. Yeah, because they're on a higher scale. That's what I was not only to see. not only is U of H just playing, you know, uh, 
they not just playing Cincinnati like year round like they was in the American Conference, but now they playing some big dogs. They playing Texas Tech, Baylor. They playing more regional schools that's gonna help them regionally get better as far as recruiting and you get a lot more money. And like they money didn't triple, so that's right there is gonna make the school night and day. Man, I thought Rice was in the Big Twelve. They left. Nah, Rice ain't in no Big Twelve. You think about the SWC? <laughs> oh man, I don't know why I thought Rice was in the Big Twelve. Nah, you know, I, I really would like to see Rice, like, really prosper like that, but... Yeah, they, but I know but I know they're not ready for it. But, you know, I know they did have a good season. Yeah, they did have a good they season. They did have a good season, but I know they wasn't ready for that kind of magnitude scale. And even even if they was in a big conference, power conference, Rice would still be at the bottom because they it's too hard to get in there academically, you know what I'm saying? Now, now that Texas is leaving, does the... Does the Longhorn Network just become just like the Big Twelve Network? No, because they can't take that with them to the SEC. They can't. They can't take it to the SEC. But the Longhorn Network is owned by the University of Texas, so I guess oh, they just don't. I thought it was owned by the Big Twelve, and they just gave their nah. Because you know how when you go to different states, you know you probably got like the the Sooners Network and you know stuff like that. So I'm thinking it was just all broke mm-hmm. down bases, like so you can see the games. No. That's that's the that's the reason why A and M had left the Big Twelve in the first place because Texas had created their own network instead of making like a conference network like how the SEC, ACC, even Pac twelve, all of them conferences have a network except the Big Twelve right now. You know what I'm oh, saying? So that's what they probably so need. UT they created their own network and it made them you know have a whole bunch more money cash flow going towards their program and that was the biggest issue. That's why a lot of those teams left the Big Twelve. Like ten years ago. Hey, that's crazy. So all so I'm I'm not. Hey, look, I ain't trying to sound like a blonde or nothing, but I really thought that really was like the Big Twelve network, and I thought like each so each city you in or whoever nah. represent the team, like you know that our primary focus because we live in Texas is the Longhorn, so they just named it the Long you know the Longhorn network based on our TV viewing. Nah, 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 not at all, bro. Not at oh, all. Really the they had their own channel for real. Yeah, they had their <laughs> own channel designated for University of Texas football. And uh, everybody else just came on ABC, Fox, or whatever, you know, they whatever channel was gonna be showing them that, that day for the game. But uh that that's no more for UT and now they gotta join uh hands with Alabama and all of them yeah. as far as the networking. But they gonna they gonna make a lot of money being in the uh They're gonna make even the more They're gonna make even they're more gonna make money. even more money. So uh with that being said, let's let's just talk about um, some of these these conference games, you know, uh, for future Big Twelve opponents in twenty twenty four. Um, let's look at like let's look at Colorado in twenty twenty four. Colorado be at home facing Baylor, Cincinnati, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and Utah. Um, so at home they they get one of their usual foes in Utah, but then they take on a lot of new schools. Baylor, I think they'll beat Baylor. Cincinnati might be tough. Uh, Kansas State, that, that could be tough. And Oklahoma State, that could be another tough game. So, to be honest, I mean, we don't know what Dion going to do, you know, well, well, in right year now, two. But their recruiting class is fluctuating right now. They losing players. They gaining players. But the main player that he did want, that offensive lineman, he did gain him. You know Shador is coming back. You know uh, Shiloh is going to be back. So those are two key components. Travis Hunter is going to be back. Mm-hmm. So looking at the schedule right now, based on them, 
can I see a winning season? Because I don't believe they have enough to beat Oklahoma State. They don't have enough still to beat Utah. Kansas State going to really give them a run for their money because that little freshman that they had this year, subbing in, mm-hmm. he actually looked good. Cincinnati always going to give you a tough game. I don't care who, and Cincinnati actually, who they play. Cincinnati actually is having a good re- recruiting year this year as well. And uh, they'll be back before you know it. And, I mean, hell, they didn't look too bad, you know, against U of H, but U of H was looking horrible. So, so let me see. Let's see. So, Baylor, that's a win. Cincinnati, I don't see it. Kansas State, no. Oklahoma State, no. Utah, no. Arizona, yes. Kansas, man, I don't know. Because Kansas beat Oklahoma this year, and I feel like they improving. Oh, and people, uh, That's a toss-up. Arizona, Kansas, Texas Tech, and UCF is on the road for uh, Colorado. I can see know, them beating I, I, I only see them winning like, and then, honestly, they going to win more games out of conference than they are in. Yeah. I only see them going like maybe 6-6 six and six this year. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, we, we don't even know who they're playing in uh, 2024, you know, out of conference, but... As far as in conference, these are the team. It ain't looking and, good, and it's it's looking pretty tough for Colorado. But you know what? I will say this: just looking at the twenty twenty three season, how Colorado finished, all those games he was pretty much in, for the exception for like maybe like one or two games. So yeah, but the defense is the problem. And look, Texas Tech, that spread offense, they don't have problems with that. They secondary is. Very yeah, average. But you know they're going to improve. But I think the one thing that's going to help Colorado going into 2024 is the offensive line improving. Because Shador, man, that dude got sacked, like I believe, like 50-something times. And still, with that being said, he still, you know, had a good um, a good ratio as far as touchdowns uh, versus interceptions. So I think the game the games is really going to fall on Shador next season. Uh, he's going to really have to, you know, stretch the field, make plays. Because he's going to have an offensive line to protect him going into year two. Yeah, he is a Heisman favorite, and I think that's going to still continue. Yeah. But uh, looking at the, the Houston Cougars schedule, I know I talked about it uh, by myself on a previous podcast, but now that I got you here, you can uh, you know kind of throw in what, what you think. Uh, at home, Houston will be facing Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Utah. And then on the road, Arizona, BYU, Cincinnati, Kansas, and TCU. Um I think they'll beat Baylor. The Iowa State game, I don't know what kind of team. The Cyclones uh, going to have. Because they always up in there too. Like, one year they good, one year they bad, one yeah. year they good. They, I feel like they really go topsy-turvy a lot. Yeah. Kansas State, we got to redeem ourselves. With I, the think, I think, I think I they went like out. With the new regime that we have in Houston, I feel like that game is going to be a whole lot closer. I can't guarantee a win, but I feel like the game will be extremely more competitive yeah. and it's going to be closer. Utah, it's going to be really our first time really just being exposed to them and like what their offense really brings mm-hmm. and how our defense can adjust. So that game is going to be interesting to watch. Arizona, I feel like we can beat them. BYU, I know we can beat them. Cincinnati, that's going to be a dogfight. We've been fighting with them for years. So that one's up in the air. Kansas, that's like, like I said about the Colorado game, it's up in the air because they have really improved as far as like their offense and their run game. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of really hard to see like where we are because our weakness last year with Houston was our run defense. So we really have to be able to find some recruits in the trenches to really just improve that. Mm-hmm. And then you already know TCU, that's going to be a fight. You know, that one came down to the wire. 
So I feel like that's going to come down to the wire again. Because I don't feel like TCU is going to repeat how they did this year. But I know for a fact they're going to prove, but I just don't know how much. Yeah. Um, I think I think Houston is going to be a lot better next season, you know, with the coaching change. Uh, Willie Fritz being at the helm. Um, seeing what he did at Tulane, how he changed that program around. And also seeing what he has done for University of Houston, I think, in what, about two weeks. He uh, has got a top 10 recruiting class through the transfer portal. He also got like a top 50 recruiting class for high school athletes so far. You know, they just had signing day, things like that. He, he got some, some damn good recruits on signing day. So I, I think I think this University of Houston team is definitely going to look different. I'm I don't really know what kind of system they run. but Oh, you do? I said I don't. I, I don't think you do. I was like, oh, hey, yeah, man, tell me. I don't know I what kind of know. system that he, he's going to run. Uh, but looking at the two-lane offense, I know they used to do a lot of running, you know, through the running back. So I, I expect them to have a, a good run game. Oh, we'll have some solid backs. And coming to 2024. Uh, and we will have, and we and will then, have a you know, back that's going to be elusive, too, that can get out the pocket and create I think, plays. I think, he, I think he's going to have a lot of things going for this team. And then uh, I'm just going to look at this point. Houston already had an explosive offense, and Dana Hawkinson just didn't take, you know, uh, take the, the chances to, to really make it uh, be the, the best that it could really be. I mean, as far as receivers, they're all there uh, from one through three. I know Golden, he, he going to UT. He take his little money, whatever, and uh, ride his little boat on down there. That's cool. Oh, he went on He went on ahead and accepted the portal, transfer portal? Yeah. Wow. After all that talk, how he was saying that he, he was committed at 1,000%, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, but you know that money talk, man. You are we've already discussed this. Yeah, the money, the money, money will always talk. The money will talk, and and I think you know going forward, that's gonna be a a big difference uh for college football, and a, a lot of that money talking is why we got realignments, you know. But um, looking at the Big Ten, um, Big Ten got now with eighteen teams. Yeah, that's insane. It's eight over the Big Ten. I think they can't jump and say they're going to be the Big 18 or something because the Big 12 probably already did it or something, stamped it before. Yeah. Something like that. At least that's what I heard. But um, looking at the Big 10, man, they add UCLA, USC, Washington, and Washington – I mean, uh, Oregon, my bad, and Oregon. And uh, They got four good teams. With those four good teams, I would say that Oregon and Washington has been the most competitive. UCLA and USC been some middle-tier dogs. Yeah. Uh, USC, uh, they they was better last year than this year, but uh, overall they they mediocre. They, they get they get good recruits, but I feel like teams like don't get me wrong. I feel like USC, UCLA, and Oregon, all they did was just open up a pipeline for them to actually lose recruits. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that because if I got a chance, if I'm from California, I'm a star wide receiver. And USC comes knocking at my door and Ohio State comes knocking at my door. I know I'm going to take Ohio State because I have a better opportunity to get more exposure. Not to say that USC and UCLA aren't good schools, but think about it like this. Look at 
Marvin Harrison Jr. as opposed to like Drake London. Like look, like look at the tier at echelon to like how they were trained and how higher they went and how high they're gonna go in the draft. Marvin Harrison Jr. just won what the the award for best wide receiver, even though it was three other receivers that had more yards, more touchdowns than him. But it's just the fact that he's getting the exposure because of where he goes to school at. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all they did was just open up a pipeline to where you know some of the best receivers come out of California, and all you did was open them up for the Big Ten to take them from you. Yeah. Because they either going to Michigan, they either going to Ohio State, and if they can't make it there, some of them still might even go to Penn State because those are the most competitive schools that you have. Then you'll think about, okay, well, I'll go to Washington or I'll go to USC or I'll go to Oregon. But then you got to think about it like this. Who is my quarterback? Will I get into a system where I know I'm going to get the ball too? You know at Ohio State you're going to get the ball if you're a receiver. Yeah. So it, it's kind of unfair that they actually, they actually dealt the death blow to themselves as far as like recruiting. Because now they on a back burner because they have two higher echelon teams in the conference with them. Mm -hmm. At least in the Big 12, it's all even. You know, everybody's still fighting for a spot. So there's no clear say, clut number one I, favorite team I in the Big 12. I would say this about yet. the Big 12. The Big 12 is even right now. But I yeah, think, it's even. I think uh, Houston has a chance to be the flagship school in the Big 12. It being, you know, the location now being Power 5. Uh with with the with people like Tillman Fertitta back in the program, I feel like Houston has a chance to be a flagship school and Utah. Yeah, because I feel like Utah is gonna control everything on the West Coast, and we gonna control everything pretty much as far as like Central to the East. Mm -hmm. But as far as like everything coming from like West Coast wise, and believe it or not, you might think I'm crazy. It's gonna be a lot of kids from Texas. From Oklahoma, that's gonna look at Utah too. That's still gonna give them a chance because it's like, okay, who and Colorado? Because I feel like Colorado gonna pull a lot of recruits too, just because of Dion. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say this. You know, I think the the one thing that USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon, the the thing that those four schools don't have going for them is location. You know, when you look at the the location. Uh, of those schools in comparison to all the other schools being in the Midwest, um, I mean it, it could be it it could be it can go either way because somebody that's standing in Ohio or whatever they might be like, man, I can go to L.A. play in perfect weather, you know, true, uh, you know, and all the other little things that that might be you know sticking out to them about L.A. they they might like, but also I see a kid from Ohio's maybe being homesick. And being to a point like, dang, man, my, my parents can't really come see me play or my family, you know, can't really see me play because uh, I'm, a, I'm always at USC. But but, but sometimes... And I going to give them that money. Think about it like this. If it's a school, look, out of all them schools that's in the Big Ten right now, which one do you think you pay the most money to a kid? Just be, And I want you to be dead honest. Which one of these 18 schools you feel can pay you to can get you the biggest NIL deal? And you already know the answer. Don't don't be sitting there trying to play. USC. No. 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 You don't think I think it's Ohio State, Ohio State and Michigan. Right? Ohio State and Michigan can they bring got you the money. money. I don't know if they, they got more money in USC. No, 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 Hey, I feel like that as far as like money, I feel Ohio State number one, Michigan number two. 
USC number three, and I think like Oregon should be like number four, and then Washington number five. I say Oregon. Oregon definitely got a lot of money just because of Field Night, you know. Yeah. And Nike, that 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 right there is gonna what's really gonna stick out to them. I think I'm gonna be honest though. I feel like UCLA, USC, UCLA is really irrelevant when it comes to football. They be decent. But they got money though. They, they be decent. But I feel like they spend more money on basketball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they basketball is is what really. Really is going to do it for them. But it's like, man, the, the thing about them, too, is that they can't go nowhere without each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that, gonna... that rivalry keeps them relevant with each other. Yeah. And not only with each other, but with the nation. Yeah. They they weren't going to separate that. That's like Michigan and Ohio State splitting up. And then it's like they, they needed Oregon because Oregon is what really kept the Pac-12 relevant over the past yeah. decade. You know what I'm saying? And Washington is just getting there. They they just yeah like Washington had a spurts but when you think when you think of Pac twelve football the first school that comes to mind nowadays is Oregon yeah so with with all those schools you know going into the Big Ten you know and adding to the rest of these schools you got some middle tier schools you got some some big dogs like we said Michigan Ohio State uh, Penn State but like now I can't lie who Nebraska need to go back to the Big Twelve. <laughs> bro, you sound like Trey. I think Trey said that, bro. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying, but they, but they, but they are bottom feeder. That's just like in the SEC. Why is Vanderbilt in the SEC? There's no reason for them to I, be there because they don't. They don't because do they, anything they, they, for the because they've been there for for no, who knows how long. And also, they are private school, so and, and they got good academics. Well, so they they make, need to, well, academically, they need, the Ivy they need to move to the Ivy League. But academically, it make the SEC look good, though. No, it don't. Yes, it do because they got. Good oh, academic. you talking about like academically? Okay. Yeah, academically, it make the SEC bro, look good. They need, but to also, move to the bro, they Ivy they so tied into the SEC, they ain't going nowhere, and they a whipping boy every year. It's an easy win for some of the teams. So you know, bro, they like Arkansas Pine Bluff, man, or Arkansas Baptist, bro. <laughs> that shit is no good. Man. Like it's really it's really unfair. Just like like you can already tell looking on here right now, you already know which school right now is gonna be the whipping boy next year. You know it's gonna be Michigan State because they in turmoil because of Mel Tucker, Northwestern because they can't never keep it consistent, Indiana they just not good at football at all. That's a basketball school, and good old Nebraska. Illinois is uh pretty poor too. They they fluctuate to me. The fight in the line now, they, they, sometimes, you know, you might catch them with a good record, but most, and I haven't seen the relevant, I haven't seen Purdue relevant since Drew Brees was there. They had a good season uh, last year, I think. But, I mean, overall, bro, like, wh what two teams you think is really going to stick out of this conference? In this conference? Going into next year, 2024. I mean, we see, let me see, Ohio State, they're going to be playing Michigan State. Northwestern, Oregon, and Penn State on the road. Uh, and at home, they have uh, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Nebraska, Purdue. I feel like Ohio State going to stick out. Uh, that Oregon game going to be pretty, pretty important for Ohio State. Um, but we look at USC schedule. They play in Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, UCLA, Washington, Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, Wisconsin. I, I'll be honest, bro. Just looking at that. Hey, they schedule it hard. Yeah, I, I think. I think Because they're not going to beat Wisconsin. They're not going to beat Penn State. They're well, not no, going to beat no, Washington. I think they'll beat Wisconsin. I don't think they'll beat. Uh, I don't think they'll beat uh, Michigan. I don't think they're going to beat Oh, Penn it's a State. home game. 
Yeah, if it was an away game in Wisconsin, they wouldn't survive. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll beat Michigan. I don't think they'll beat uh, Penn State or Wisconsin. I mean, not. No, I think they'll beat Wisconsin. Michigan, Penn State, and Washington. Those those three losses to me right there for USC. Hey, Minnesota going to be hard for them too, depending on what time of year they play. If they play Minnesota in the colder months, it, you that know, shit going to be and that, hell. That's one thing we didn't talk about. Like, how do you think the how weather... How these teams going adjust to this yeah. weather? How do you think the weather is really going to affect them going, you know, from the West Coast to actually going somewhere where it's just frigid? I think Oregon and Washington may adjust a little bit better. I thought Washington play in a dome. No, nah, Washington play outside. Oh. They, they play outside. Oregon and Washington play outside. But even then, they call ain't nothing compares, you know, in yeah, comparison to, compared like, to them. up there in, mid, in the Midwest. Minnesota, you know, frigid. Man, so, Minnesota. Hey, you go, hey, if they play them in November, it's a wrap. Yeah. And so, like, let's see. Oregon, they playing Michigan on the road. Purdue, UCLA, and Wisconsin. Washington playing Indiana, Iowa, Oregon, Penn State, Rutgers on the road. Uh, UCLA playing Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, and Washington. Honestly, I mean, looking at their road games, bro. Like on, on a, you know, for those new those uh, new four teams, I feel like it's kind of gravy for them right now. We don't know like how they align on the schedule. Just looking at what we're looking at, but uh, yeah. And then Maryland might I, give a couple. I think of they got it kinda, too. I think hey, they got it kind of easy, bro. Hey, let me tell you something. Out of all the conferences, UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington could have picked, they actually picked a difficult-ass conference. They should have just stayed where they was at, to be honest. But I feel like they felt like, oh, we're in the Pac-12, we get overlooked, so we never get into the playoffs because we're in the, you know, we're in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. So let's move to, to the Big Ten. I'm like, shit, you just make shit harder for yourself. Same thing with Texas and Oklahoma. I understand you did it just for exposure, but what country, what school in the country don't know about the Sooners and Longhorns? Yeah, like, come on, like there's nothing, there's nothing that you could have did to really just make yourself bigger than what you already are. Yeah. Like now you got to go through all these years of battling with not only Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, then you got to play Georgia, then you got to then do. Then you got to think about how long it's going to take for you to even win the SEC title. Mm-hmm. Messing with them schools. Yeah. Like, you, you barely you barely got the Big 12 championship. Man, uh, you know, flipping the page to the uh, SEC, I ain't going to lie, bro. I'm just looking at uh, Michigan. Like, I see that they got to play uh, Texas next year in 2024. But I'm I'm just thinking like okay Michigan they play Illinois Indiana Ohio State Washington Michigan State Minnesota Northwestern Oregon USC and Texas can't go can't go undefeated bro, can't go undefeated again Michigan got a tough ass Israel bro hey they're gonna need Jim Harbaugh more than ever the real question is, is he really even gonna be there yeah because he he got the uh, recruiting uh, thing they got going against him now talking about he was doing some illegal recruiting yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. So it's like, so you know that penalizes him. So that means his recruiting class is gonna be slim pickings now. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Nah, because you can't, you can't do well. You know he got busted. You know because he was recruiting too early. Yeah. And that's what happened. He was recruiting early. 
than he should have. I don't really feel like it should be even a, a stipulation on how early you can recruit, bro. Like that's the that's the name of the game in college football. It's just like to me, uh, the science still. I really don't feel like it should be even a such thing. You know what I'm saying? The name of the game is to try to get the leg up on the next on your opponent. I feel so you could be, you know, competitive. Uh, I don't know, bro. I, I just feel like it's so much out there. They NCAA you know, try to do. You know the transfer portal. You and know, then it's like, this. yeah, then all all these years, bro, it was a big problem for us to, uh, you know, for people to to pay the players and stuff like that, and the players to make money off their name, image, and likeness. Now all of a sudden, it's okay, you know. And, and you could throw as much money as you want to at this player to get him to transfer. And you can go bother bother other kids at other schools and be like, hey, how about you come to Michigan? We're going to pay you six figures. While he in the middle of his season, like, that now, that should be against the rules. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, now, that should. You know. That's all the way illegal. Because you, you got the player thinking about money and stuff instead of him thinking about, you know, what what he's doing this season or right in his right now, he thinking about man, after this season I'm hitting the transfer portal, bro, I'm finna try to hit uh Michigan or whatever the case may be. You know, it's crazy. Hey, at the end of the day, all this is just more ways for people to gamble. Is he gonna is he gonna jump in the transfer portal? Is he gonna do this? Is he gonna do that? Because think about it. Oregon has already gained what? Two quarterbacks? I know they got one. They got they got one from Ohio State. And I feel like one more transfer from somewhere else too. One transfer from UCLA. Okay. That's what happened. Yeah, it's ridiculous, bro. And that, I mean, all this is another episode, really. But like, you know, the the like, way they 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 transfer, it, it don't make sense. Yeah. Like the dude from Ohio State, what was really the point of him leaving? What what are you gonna gain going from Ohio State to would you say he went to Oregon or whatever? What, what are you going to gain out of that, bro? Yeah, that's just like, they that's just like covers, but you know that, you. That's just like the dude from Oklahoma, like him leaving. Y'all had a good season. You know what I'm saying? You had Oklahoma, bro. Yeah, where, where can why, you really, like, why where, did you do that? Where can you really go? Wait a minute. Where did he go? Is that the one that went to Oregon? Maybe. That might be the one. That, that might be the one that went to Oregon. So, but, okay. He went from Oklahoma to Oregon. Oregon, I'm pretty sure, don't have more money than Oklahoma. They got a lot of money, but they ain't got more money than Oklahoma. So, yeah, and, and if, we, so if, if you... If you transferring for for NIL money, I don't think you're getting more at Oregon than you get is at Oklahoma. Now you might get you know some more Nike fits, you know what I'm saying on the side or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But is that really worth transferring for? Hey, honestly, I feel like if I'm already at a Power Five school, and it's different if like I'm not starting or something like that, but you started. If anything. You would, I would think you would want to go to like a, a smaller, smaller school, school to yeah. pad your stats to make you look even better than what exactly. you already are. So, and like, if I was him, if I was at Ohio State, we didn't beat Michigan, and you know we lost. I play in the pole game, and I transfer somewhere like North Carolina, Duke, Clemson, somewhere small, or I transfer to like Notre Dame or something, somewhere where I know for a fact that our schedule is going to be moderate. But good enough to where it's still gonna push me into the echelon that I need to be for the draft at that point. Yeah, he so, went all the way backwards. He say I'm gonna go from Ohio State to Oregon. So what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I just don't understand. Like, do he do he got some in his mind that it's a system you know that's gonna fix fix whatever was going wrong with him throughout the season or like I don't know. Like I said, that's a whole. Nother you can't episode. change nobody holding on to the ball. That's a trait that's in his mind. 
Yeah. He's holding on to the ball thinking he can extend the play. That's not going to change. Like, a coach can't make you just change that overnight. Like, yeah, you might take, you know, instead of doing a seven-step drop, he might, you know, get you to conform to like a three-step drop and just let it go. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the minute you feel pressure, you're going to hold on to it again. Yeah. Or you're going to scramble for no reason. It, people don't understand how intelligent you have to be to be a quarterback, whether it's college, high school, pros, whatever. You got to be able to not only read defense, you got to be able to know when to step into the pocket, when to get out of the pocket. You got to understand all of that. You got to know your reads, know your check downs, and you got to be able to do all of this within three to five seconds. Yeah. People don't understand just how hard that truly is. So maybe maybe he went to Oregon thinking that they're going to buy him a little extra time. (laughs) Shit, I don't know. They they probably got some bigger Samoans, but at the same time, it's not buying you more time. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. The way they turned Bo Nick's career around is tremendous. Yeah. Because they they actually got this man projected to go either late first round or early second round. But when he was at Auburn, he was he wasn't getting hired in the fifth round pick. That could be possible. He true. was not getting hired in the could fifth round true. pick, and you know this. His, his his career definitely, you know, is shining uh at Oregon or was shining. Um well you got UT and Oklahoma joining the SEC. Are they gonna shine in the SEC, or you know, or they like on uh dim a little bit? Cause you know, Alabama is, is always been you know top of the conference. Georgia as well. Uh, I think the rest of them schools, man, like Ole Miss, they be pretty competitive. Um, Kentucky has been competitive as of late, but what what is really you know. What is what is really the big deal for for Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC? I know it's money, but but I feel like they don't need those two schools don't need money. So I don't really know what do they feel like they need harder competition to get noticed because they pick. Hey, don't get me wrong. Now, if there was ever a conference for them to go to, now Texas, I feel like they did that to renew the rivalry with Texas A and M. That's more money. Then now they got this now they got this back and forth year rivalry rivalry with Alabama. That's more money because if you notice, nobody ever tried to pull a Georgia card. Now they got to play Tennessee. Now they got to play Georgia. Now they get to play Ole Miss. And you know, it's it's all good for the SEC in the in the long run because all it did was just they got the two best schools out of the Big Twelve just to inflate their status and give them the right to be called the best and most difficult conference in the country. You know, it's funny you say that, but I just, I don't know, like I said on the last episode, I just don't feel like the SEC is really that difficult. Like Very difficult. Um, because they because they recruit from the best, they recruit from the best states in the country. They are, but when I look at their schedule, I guess the, the play, the, the teams they play, even themselves, bro, like some of the teams, they, they decent, but... Some of them really truly mediocre, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. This pipeline, but let me tell you the school that this is gonna help out the most. And you about to laugh at me so hard when I say this. Do you know by opening up that little bridge to Texas and Oklahoma, do you know what the pipeline really helps out? What? Florida. Florida? It helps out Florida. And let me tell you why. Hmm. Because Florida was getting blocked. By Georgia and Alabama for so long, 
Mm-hmm. You got to realize it's nowhere else for them to go. Some of that is going to trickle into Florida where they can actually be competitive again. You you could possibly be right about that. Because you, know, because you got to realize they you you live in Texas and you see the heat, you don't mind playing in Florida. Mm-hmm. You don't mind. And you know it's something to do in Florida. Tax-wise, it's the same as Texas. Because I don't know how taxes are. In you know Georgia and Alabama and Mississippi, I don't know how they are, but you know for a fact that Texas and Florida have the same tax laws as far as like you know you don't pay like a heavy tax. Yeah. So that's perfect. You know, I don't know, man. I I look at this this schedule, bro. So like Florida, they play Miami. And then who's Sanford? Well, they gotta play Miami. That's they. That's they. Like that's they shit. I know, but then they they play a school named Sanford. And they play A and M. They play Mississippi State. Oh, that's not Stanford. No, that's Sanford. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then they play Central Florida, uh, and Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, UT, LSU. I would say the back end of their schedule is pretty tough, you know, because I know Ole Miss uh, has been pretty good. Uh, Florida State has been pretty good, which in Florida State is trying to get the SEC. I honestly, I'll tell you this: I really think that the SEC needs to add Florida State because not only will it keeps a keep a rivalry, you know, ongoing with Florida, but it also adds another Florida school to that conference. Because hey, I, honestly, that is genius. But I would do this: I would take Florida State and Clemson. I could see Clemson as I would, well I would take, because I would take both. Then you got you got a uh, well, Clemson is in what North Carolina or South Carolina? Yes, yeah, in North Carolina. So you you add a, another Carolina school to compete with South Carolina, which them two don't really like each other anyway. So I mean, I think I think those are good things. I would say if anything, what the SEC bro is really trying to do is put together all the schools that have rivalries with each other. Yeah, in the South. Or or create new rivalries, like a Texas-Georgia rivalry, a Texas-Florida rivalry, a Texas-Tennessee rivalry, you know, like deep South rivalries, I guess you would want to say. But to me, like I said, overall, I just don't feel like this conference is that I I don't know. When I look at the Big Ten schedule, bro, and I looked at who's in there, those 18 teams, I felt more, like, surprised by, like, uh, who them teams was playing, and then I just look at the level of competition. I just feel like the Big Ten is going to be more entertaining, per se, throughout the year. Because overall, we, we know what we're going to get out of some of these schools, bro, when they face like Alabama. We know Ole Miss is always going to fold. You know, you you know uh, Kentucky going to fold. You know Missouri going to fold. Like, yeah, they're going to be in the top 25, but when it comes to certain schools, they just going to fold, bro. And now the question is, is Texas and Oklahoma going to fold against uh, Alabama and Georgia, on you know, throughout the seasons. But you know how I feel. Missouri need to go back to the Big Twelve. They don't belong. They don't belong in the SEC. They they really don't. They really, they really don't. don't. I'll be honest though. They need I to go back. They need to go back to the Big Twelve. I, I don't. I don't really feel like any of these Texas schools really belong in the SEC. Just me being honest. I don't know from my own perspective. I just don't hey, really feel like they belong. Texas A and M never fit. And that's why they get beat the way they do. Yeah. But I feel like, honestly, Missouri can go back. I feel, let me see. It's one more school you can take out of there, too. No. No. 
You know what? Take Kentucky out. Trey said that, but I don't feel like I, would take out, I, I don't feel like they should be taken out. I don't. I feel like they fit just man, what if they go if they go somewhere like the Big Twelve had that Kentucky and Kansas rivalry right there. Shit. That's I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's nice, right but there. yeah, because you got Kansas bro. and Kansas State. That's a good rival right there. That's money for the. That's money right there for the Midwest. Yeah, so that's see, money. you see, Oklahoma play Houston week two. As that's what I was saying. They they play U of H next year, but um, and then they back on and play Tulane too. They got ooh, they got a hard little schedule out the gate. Yeah. Then they then they come back with Tennessee and Auburn. I mean, those might be easy. Then Red River Shootout. South Carolina, that might be a win. Ole Miss ain't no telling. No. I, I'm going to say this, bro. I, I feel like the realignment for the, between the two, Oklahoma and Texas, I think it's going to help Texas more, like you said, because of rivalries. Because every year now, they get to face Oklahoma still. They get to face A&M now. They get to renew that. And all that is just extra money, you know, going towards both schools. And that, that's really going to help. And then, look, they take Georgia on. Florida, Georgia, those are the schools that people want to see. Uh, unfortunately, they ain't got LSU on there, but I'm pretty sure they're going to throw them in in Alabama probably next season. That's going to be soon. That's going to be soon. So, and, then look up, and then I like the fact that Texas, Arkansas, that's going to be a good matchup. Texas and Florida. And, that's yeah, and then that's matchup. an old foe. You got Arkansas. And then, and then, let me see. And you already know Georgia. That's going to be excellent. And then look up. They end the season in College Station. Bonfire, madness, bam. Because that's how it always used to be. Last day. You already know the last game of the year was always going to be Texas, Texas and them. Same thing like Michigan, Ohio State. Same uh-huh. thing about fucking Alabama and Georgia. They always going to meet at the end. And there's going to be so many implications on the line for one of those teams. If and, not two, and look, then it always works and out. It's, it's funny that you mention that because let's look at the last the last game for every team you know, at the end of the season. Alabama play Auburn. Iron Bowl. Uh, Arkansas, Missouri. I don't know. Auburn, or we already said Auburn, Auburn. Florida plays Florida State. Oh, you know that's the battle of that's the battle of down south right there. Yeah. Then you got Georgia and Georgia Tech. Rivalry. Kentucky and Louisville, in-state rival. Already. Uh, LSU and Oklahoma. That's I mean, a new rivalry. That's a new, yeah, a that's new a, rivalry. That's a new one. And then Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Oh, you know they hate each Mississippi other. Mississippi versus Mississippi. Uh, Missouri and Arkansas. Yeah, we we talked about that one. Oh, then you got so you was right. See, look, Clemson and South Carolina. That's why I said you can move Clemson into the SEC. Yeah, because that's that's north against south. Right, 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 right. And then you got Tennessee and Vanderbilt. So that's the in-state, <laughs> in-state rival. So transitioning into uh, talk about the ACC breaking up. Um, what do you think about Florida State? Possibly leaving the ACC and possibly joining the SEC and making a new rivalry for the um, for the, the the SEC, you know, Florida State versus Florida or something like that. Or what if Florida State leave and the SEC or the Big Ten, one of those schools, you know, decide to skip Florida State? Because you know, I was thinking Florida State is, is a is a nice school. It's but a it's a moneymaker. It, it has is. too much tradition. It is. But, Bobby but, Bowden. You got think about all the A1 people who have went there over the years. And I still feel that that might be Coach Prime's true destination. He just wanted to get a couple of schools under his belt before he takes on the reign of taking on his alma mater, which is Florida State. 
whoever ends up getting Florida State, even if the ACC decides to keep them or whatever the case may be, they find a way to distribute the money out better, then whoever gets Florida State, trust me, they get them a cash cow that can bring in the money. The only flaw is I feel like with so many schools joining these conferences, is it more of a gain or is it more of a loss because you're splitting the money with so many schools? Well, you know, I was going to say uh, the more schools, the bigger the pot, especially when you add in somebody like Florida State. But the one school that's in the ACC that I think a, a, a conference like the, I would say the uh, Big Ten, possibly even the SEC, would, would really like. I know for sure the Big 12 really like. They'll like a lot of those schools in the ACC to make the, the conference even more, you know, that more, uh, much more competitive. Yes. But Miami. Miami would be that school. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because the market, it's the market, bro. We're talking about a whole bunch of people, yeah. a lot of TVs, a big media market. You know, it's all there. And also, you got to look at the history of the U. You know, for them to be able to get something back like that, if they can, you know, get it going back to where it was in the early 2000s and stuff like that. And prior to that, then the U would be the perfect school to add to the SEC or to any of those other conferences. Honestly, I think they would be great in the Big 12 because they're in a top tier, but they're not elite to where, like, they just going to come in there and just steamroll all the schools. They right. still going to be competitive. They can still come out and get maybe, like, 75, 8 and 4, 9 and 3, and still get them into a decent bowl, and they still get a good cut of the money to where they're not missing the ACC. That's actually good because I feel like Florida State might be too much for the Big 12, and I feel like they would just dominate. And every now and then, I but feel like every other year, I don't, I I don't, see, I don't see that happening. But they, get, but they get a lot of good recruits. They do, but I don't see I don't see them steamrolling nobody. And the reason I, I say that, because Oklahoma and UT was just in the Big 12. Who was they steamrolling? Nobody. They were steamrolling nobody. They was getting steamrolled, if anything. I mean, Oklahoma was competitive. They, U, to me, UT, I feel like they just canceled each other. They just really beating each other. I mean, UT. Like, Baylor wasn't competing. TCU competes yeah, like every five years. Everybody make it seem like, you know, like, oh, I feel like Miami is more of a challenge in basketball than they are in football right now. That That's true. Because even when De'Ara King went to Miami, he wouldn't really know. I mean, but, he like, but like I said, I, I think, you know, a conference change would open doors for Miami because, yeah, it, it allows everybody like in the Big 12 or SEC, where whatever conference they join. I, I think especially the Big Ten would, would love to have someone like Miami because it gives them the insight on Florida now. Because, you know, if they can add Florida, I only think it would be kind of crazy because... Because you're getting receivers, you're getting running backs. But at the but same also, time, we losing offensive linemen, defensive ends. we losing corners because they're going to pull them straight from Texas now. Yeah, I would say this, though. Like, I don't think, I don't think Florida State would go to the Big Ten unless they add, like... They gonna have to add more schools than just Florida State on that end because you gotta think yeah, about that's too much that's in the just, north. That's just Midwest and the West Coast teams. Now you gotta move to the East and then you add three time zones. Yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. And then but, you got Florida State playing in the cold. They not gonna do that. So if we got Florida State in the SEC or the Big Twelve, it makes sense because the Big Twelve. I think the Big Twelve makes perfect sense. 
Because you already got yeah, UCF. Give us Miami and Florida State. You, just give them both. And Clemson. Oh, see, now you just add too much. Bro, I mean. You add too much. All right, so five, man. You add too much. Because look, because you got to realize, those schools right there are going to demand more money than what the Big 12 is going to be willing to offer at the, at the current moment. I'm not saying that we're not going to re- gonna be able to meet them in their demands, but I feel like money-wise, are they going to get the same exposure? Because they're going to feel like, well, I just left the ACC because I was getting the exposure, but I wasn't getting but, the money. But look, now I'm just, getting the exposure, the but ACC, I'm not getting the money. The ACC stuck in a 20-year contract, though, and they getting paid in the low 30 millions. The Big 12 is getting paid something similar, 30 millions, and they only in like a seven-year contract. Or some five-year contract, but if they add another school or two, they got to redo the deal. Yeah, that mean they got to add more money to the pot, especially if you add somebody like Florida State or Miami because of the media, bro. It's, it's going to so, put more eyes on them. Look, I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm, I'm just trying to figure something out. How much money are the SEC schools making? So, uh, we already know the Big Ten makes the most money, uh, you know, out of all the Power Five conferences. We're talking about a billion deal that they put together for the Big Ten. And then, you know, they they added USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon. So they all in in on that pot. Each school per school get paid $71 million a year from the Big Ten. So that's what the Big Ten paying out, you know what I'm saying, from their TV contract. We're not talking about all the extra stuff, you know, all the other nonsense boosters, and all the other stuff, the money that they're you mean they're getting. The you mean to tell me that Fox, Fox, Fox in the Big Ten Conference are gonna pay each school. Let's go ahead and just round it up: seventy-two million dollars. Every single school that's in the Big Ten gets seventy-two million dollars. Yep, and this but is it's just, eighteen schools. Yeah, and this and this is just over what a seven-year period. So. In the next seven years, they so they made almost seven hundred million dollars. They made over seven hundred million dollars in a ten-year span. Mm-hmm. And Each you, school, and you see all together the conference all together. It, it makes at least a billion, you know, one point two billion a year. So let me let me get this right. So does that? So this seventy-two million. So like, let's school. Each school is getting seventy-two million. So is this what pays out like scholarships and things like that? Man, like I, I want to know what the money actually. I'm not. I'm no, not trying to be an asshole. What? I'm just trying to figure no, out I where think, all the money. No, goes. that's a good question because I think everybody wants to know where the money actually goes. You know, that's what we always be asking. Like, okay, yeah, these schools get these big contract deals and stuff, but where is the money really going? Yeah, we know some of it's going into uh, the institution for academics and stuff, but most of it really going into the football program. And then the football program, whatever that money they making, is really stretching out to all the other sports because. What's more important than football in any school? Nobody's generating more money than the football program. And for a school to be successful, they really got to have a successful football program because that's where all the money goes. That's where all the backing starts. And then once you got a successful football program, now I can have a successful basketball program. Because football, basketball is the two money makers. But nothing makes money like football because everybody's going to glue their eyes to TV when it comes to football. Basketball... We don't care about basketball until what March Madness, and that I think that that stands true for pretty much everybody except the schools that really are blue blood or would you say blue chip uh basketball schools like Kentucky, Kansas, or whatever. You know, outside of them schools, bro, 
Who cares about basketball? I ain't gonna lie to you. I only start getting excited when it's time for me to build a bracket, but then I get pissed because I don't be knowing what none of the schools. I just gotta look at the records and just go for glory. They're like, okay, I like this school. Yeah, I like this school. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. And then we already knew, you know, coming in second is the SEC. Um, the SEC had a long term deal too, over you know twenty years or whatever. But that's gonna shake up as well because you had UT and Oklahoma jumping in there. So they got a six billion dollar deal. All the schools getting paid about fifty five million uh, a year, you know. But it, it appears in what uh, ABC gonna be paying three hundred million a year. So they they got like two different tiers on. You know, they got a first tier and they got a second tier on rights. People, y'all gotta really look into this. Like it's really crazy how all this money is broken down to all these schools of fourteen members. Oh, okay. So wait a minute. So basically, they getting paid the same. They just, so basically the big teams get paid two million dollars more because you see what it say it say fifteen million dollars a year and then ABC is gonna come in they gonna split the three fifty five and that's gonna break down to fourteen point six so that's like another fifteen so that's seventy million dollars a year yeah and look this this the CBS deal expired in twenty twenty three and then the ESPN deal expired in twenty twenty thirty three but you know the like I said the, the interesting thing is that. All those schools, like, yeah, we see that the payout is probably even or whatever, but all those schools don't really make the same amount of money. Alabama makes way more money and I know than all those And schools. I know they're not giving Vanderbilt $70 million. Yeah, they ain't giving they not, yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah. not buying that. I'm not buying that. Because, I, so, look. So, let's, let's, let's look at it like this. If I'm getting the same money as Alabama, Auburn, Texas, Oklahoma, there's no reason for me to even worry about if like if I know if I know I'm five stars and I gotta sit in line and wait to play and I know I'm I know I can go to any school in the SEC and get the same amount of playing time, why wouldn't I look at Tennessee? Why wouldn't I look at Kentucky, Vanderbilt? Yeah. Because I'm not finna if I know I'm the top quarterback in my state, then I go there and they tell me, Oh man, you're gonna be on you're gonna be fourth string. Bro, the fuck? <laughs> And two of them freshmen? Yeah, especially if you, nah, if you if I'm you looking good. at going pro, you know what I'm saying? That's that's why they hop in that transfer portal. But a lot of a lot of players they just hop in just to hop in nowadays. I don't understand. But uh but now you see why the ACC is, is really, you know, at a point where they finna lose schools like Florida State Clemson because we looking at looking at the numbers right here, they got a deal until twenty thirty six. Yeah. You know, it's it's four point eight billion dollars, but it's over twenty years. But then you see what the school payout is per year. It's only seventeen point one million. That's nowhere near competitive that's, that, to, yeah. to what everybody else is getting paid. And yeah, Florida State is a big school. Yeah, they get you know extra money from their boosters and stuff like that. So imagine if Florida State could jump into the SEC. You know, with the boosters they got and that extra money that they have not been receiving, they're gonna really explode. But even even then. We're talking about $17.1 million. We look at the Big 12. The Big 12, yeah, you know, they had their deal that was $2.6 billion for 13 years. Uh, but that expires in 2024. So that, that, that's the old deal that they had with UT and Oklahoma and all those other schools. But now with all these new schools, uh, they got the new deal that start. It's a six-year deal. But they, they jumped from making $22 million per year, even on that old deal, they were still making more than the, the ACC. And then the New Deal, they jump into 
with thirty one point seven million dollars. But look, and here here's the kicker though: if they add more schools, they get more they money. get a pro rate data increase for the new schools. So that means the money's going to increase. So you add Florida State, Miami, uh, Clemson, North Carolina to the the Big Twelve. That's more money. We probably talking about forty million dollars hey, a year. Look, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I would actually take Duke too, and let me tell you why. Basketball. Basketball. But yeah, you know what? That's a good point too because if you look at it, bro, right now the Big Twelve probably got the best basketball conference out yeah. there. Yeah. Especially with adding U of H, you know what I'm saying? And then you still got Kansas in there. You still got Texas in them. Texas. You got Oklahoma. You have even hey Kansas State surprisingly is actually good at basketball too. Bro, you had some schools in there that ain't in the Big Twelve, bro. What was that in the Big Twelve? He said A and M. Oh, no, no, you got you got um you got Texas Tech. They, they good. They been good. They been competitive. Know, but you got Kansas, that. like you said, you got Kansas and U of H. And all those other schools, but you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of competitive basketball yeah, schools. No, yeah, we probably as far as that, we probably top tier. But you see, like all we talk about is football and basketball. That, those are the money makers. Nobody see, watches college baseball. Wow, because don't LSU and like Tennessee win every year? That that's that's pretty much it. You know, it was all it was always the same old schools that's winning in baseball. I mean, it could be better, but I think the thing about baseball, why a lot of people skip out on that, is because. You got a lot of players that go from high school to to the pros and you know or to the farm yeah. league or whatever, and they they don't even go to college or whatever. Then you do got some that go, but you yeah. know I never I never knew you could do that. I never knew that you could play in the minor leagues and still be a college player in baseball. Yeah. So basically, you can play baseball year round. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and you could be or you could be a baseball player and play football. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you can do a lot with baseball. That's one of the sports I would say that's really and still. But the only thing about baseball, baseball, you don't make money until you actually hit the pros. Yeah, like you literally make yeah, it like because you ain't what, making that much money. Uh, you only make like from seventy five thousand to a hundred thousand a year. That's a regular job. And I, I think that's that's still a lot more than probably what a lot of them making. Yeah, so that because that farm is a long road. Yeah, because. I was, I was talking to somebody about that. It's like, you got to go from the Corpus Christi Hooks to the Sugarland Space Cowboys. Or it might be the other way around where like one is higher than the other because you got triple A, double A, single A, and then you actually got the pros. I think the uh, Space Cowboys is right under the Astros. So they, so they the single A? They might be. I'm not really sure, but I'll just say that because... But they also could just do it because uh, it's right there. But, you know, a lot of times when they're trying to get them back uh, well and into the motion, they always send them to the Yeah, they, they always send them there. So, but I, I don't know. Uh, the last thing that we got to touch on is what is Washington State and Oregon State really doing? Uh, Man, they, 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 they call themselves putting a short-term solution for their basketball programs. They, they joined the West Coast Conference. You know, it, it's some competitive basketball schools in there, true enough. But... Who's really watching that conference? Nobody. And then also, it's like, why why did they really try to keep this this Pac-12 thing together with two schools? Why didn't they just go ahead and join the Mountain Western Conference all together instead of just um, putting like some kind of little um, 
I guess some kind of agreement together where they're going to kind of follow the schedule of the, the Mountain West Conference, but not actually officially joining. I, so, I guess my thing is maybe they're trying to uh, wait until there's like another realignment or trying to find out how they're going to get into one of these Power Five conferences. Because you, if you remember, the Big 12 didn't want neither one of them, you know, which is which is crazy. But also, it, it kind of makes sense because you got to look at the markets that they're in. What is really there to gain for from Washington State and Oregon State? Nothing. Yeah, the salesman was gaining. You know. But at the same time, I guess they feel like it's going to be a major decline by going to the Mountain West because they was in the Pac-12, so they oh, probably yeah. making more money. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be a major decline. And I, I think, you know, one of, one, of, what, one of them or both of them will eventually jump into a Power 5 conference or they'll create a new conference because uh, – this goes to say that the ACC may dismantle, and those schools that was on the West Coast that just joined the uh, ACC in uh, Stanford and Cal, those two schools they might be left on the outside at this point because you yeah. got to think who really wants them because Big Twelve didn't want them. Hey, I would take Stanford, but Cal, I don't know. But, see, them schools, bro, you really just add them schools to your conference for academic reasons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't really see any other reason because Stanford hasn't really been good like that in years to really just be adding them. Or, now, women's basketball, they're good. And I think that's it. But who really cares about women's basketball? It's not generating anything. Yeah. Them you know? kids make more money in college than they do in the WNBA, so it's no, it's no wins. Exactly. There's no so, wins. That that could be a new conference, and then they could probably perhaps get some people poach, you know, poach them from the Mountain West, um, and then you got SMU that's kind of left out in the middle of the water too, especially the ACC break up. Man, it's, I, it's gonna be real it, interesting, SMU, bro. They probably gonna join some like Big Sky or something. What's <laughs> that, Big Sky? <laughs> right. Bro, that's lesser than what the American was, bro. Hey, but they can make some good money out there though. I think I think they're gonna in, eventually create a new conference or something. Something's gonna happen, or uh, eventually conferences might go away, and then they everybody just be independent. And I think you was talking about that before. Yeah, but that's but let me tell you something though. That shit gonna be crazy. It's gonna be tough because don't, you don't know how. Because now I feel like the reason why you had these conferences is to create a scale. Like you already know SEC at the top, then you got the Big Ten. Then you got the Big Twelve. Then you got the uh, ACC, and now then you got the Group of Five conferences or whatever. Yeah. And they because, they got a tier two. And then the crazy part is, it's like it make you wonder, like, damn, how did Notre Dame survive so long like that, just trying to be independent? Boosters. But then they just joined so many different things. Like, hey, we'll play here this year. We'll play here next year. So basically, it's like everybody want to just play Notre Dame. And that's how they just keep their relevant, you know what I'm saying, their relevance. Yeah. I mean, it's a successful program. But also, if you look at Notre Dame, only thing that I think that's really independent is really what the football program. I think yeah. basketball and stuff is, is part of the ACC. But the one thing I do, though, if everybody go independent, you know what's going to change? You got to change that strict schedule. You really got to go out there and find some teams that you, yeah. that you But know. also, also the thing that's going to change, the, the major thing we were just talking about is TV money. Like, how are they going to, you know, write that out? Because now you got to write that to individual schools. 
Oh, you, know, you losing because money. yeah, you you losing a whole bunch of money, and then that's the reason why there's conferences because it was a lot to gain for all those you no know, schools coming together. Or you might gain money because now you can do bigger contracts, saying like, oh, we're gonna have you know the the Sooner Network or the you know Crimson Tide Network, the Longhorn Network will be rebuilt again. Yeah. Now we got you know. The Seminoles, you know, network because now everybody gonna have their own little network, yeah. and then basically now you gonna get that with your package based on your region. So I, I think at this point, then television would really own college football. They really have control of college football. And television, I mean, everything. They 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 really, you know, what I'm saying already kind of got a lot of control, yeah. especially of the SEC. But at that point, you really Man, have your yeah. hands in on you, every you, school. Look, all, all of us in there had an ESPN Plus app. You see how much extra that shit costs to add on certain teams? Yep. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's no different. If you want to see your alma mater, hey, buddy. Right. If you don't, you're going to watch what we got available for you and still pay that monthly fee. Yeah. It's no it's no different. You still got to... If you go to a low, if you go to a lesser school than what they actually have scheduled, you got to pay extra money to watch it on Facebook. And then what they're going to do to stop you there, Facebook will start charging you to watch it too. <laughs> like, it's, it's, no, it's no way around none of it. Everything is about money. And at the end of the day, it's either you got it to pay or you just don't. You just don't. Yeah. And that, it sucks because I, that's why I feel bad for Florida State because they didn't do anything wrong. They just, just got to come to a bad deal and... Really, man. Twenty twenty three just been a bad year for Florida State all the way around. You went twelve and zero. You don't make the playoffs. You make the worst amount of money out of all the conferences. Now you about to play Georgia, which and, is no twenty players have decided not to play. So, so it's it's yeah. gonna be ugly, bro. That's gonna be like seventy to zero. I don't think it's gonna be that bad, but it's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly in that TCU game last year. <laughs> All right, was yeah. ugly. It might be. Bro, they start the quarterback. So, Travis, what, Travis Jordan hurt. He not playing. The the other dude transfers, and now you got a freshman who yeah. never took a fucking snap playing in a bowl game against Georgia. Got me fucked up. I'm and and not only that, we don't even know what, what how many, you know, of those 20 players are really, you know, good players that was going to make an impact on the game. Shit, that that's good. That's Oh, and then, you know, Keon, uh, what's his name, Keon Cole, yeah. Coleman or whatever, he not playing either. And I don't even think Jerry first going to play because, you know, he about to be a top five pick. So, they screwed again. Yeah. I mean, honestly, bro, I, I really just don't understand what, why the, the players don't want to play, you know. That, that Shit, outfit. I do. I don't. They got screwed. I understand that. But bro, but you can still what, go out there and make a point. What are at this point? So, look, if, guess what, guess what? If we go out there... We play our hardest. We beat Georgia. What do we get? We just get a shitty ass bowl win. Okay, that's it. But okay. at the end of the day, we supposed to be playing for the national title because we went undefeated, and you put teams with losses ahead of us because you based our talent based on a quarterback. That's what you based our talent on. You trying to say the other seventy five players on this roster are trash? The quarterback is what made y'all win all these games. I, got, under, I understand your point, but 
what I'm saying is, to me, you still got a lot to prove. If anything, you still go out there and knock out Georgia because Georgia was an undefeated team until they ran into Alabama. So I think that would at least go to show that, hey, we was really that, you know, that team, we was really that solid uh and, and we need our recognition, and y'all gonna honor us either way. That's that's better than us boycotting the, the game, bro. It's just not playing. Like this. Even if they win that game against Georgia, guess what? The once the players hit the portal, leave, graduate, go to the NFL. Guess what? They ranking gonna drop. They they they. It's not gonna be the same. And then now I'm looking at it like, okay, why would I go to Florida State if I if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a senior in high school? I'm about to, and I'm looking at Florida State. Okay, y'all don't get paid shit. Y'all get screwed over. I want to go there. Let me find somewhere else to go. Hey, it is what it is. I mean, I yeah, I see that. Hell, if I was a uh, NFL scout though, I might be second guessing the players that's playing there because they don't want to play. They ain't got no heart. No heart. No heart. So either way it go. For Florida State, it's a lose-lose. Yeah. It's a really a lose-lose. Well, that, there's the there's the conclusion on the ACC, people. And I think uh, at this point, me and Corey have made... Uh, we have we have made a, a good summary of what the ACC is going to be. Dismantled. Dismantled. Like some goddamn broken Legos. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of... The Houston Sports Connoisseurs. Um, please don't forget to like, subscribe, leave comments. Let us know how you feel about this episode. And please get ready for the next one. Stay tuned. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It's good to be back here with my boy, man. Hey, Happy New Year. Feliz Navidad and all that good stuff. <laughs>